0: What's up baby hello what it do what's going on man and i'm on here what's going
1: down what's the dealy man we got paul wall on the line grammy nominated artist uh clothing line all of the, the big things we got going on so what's up man
0: man just grinding getting ready for this new album to come out come out march 24th so i've been okay. on the road you know getting that ready and uh just you know hustling and getting and having fun doing what i do
1: that's what's up i like that so um, what is uh, you still uh? It's your label Swisher House, right? And it's distributed by.
0: Yeah, my um, my homeboys, my two homeboys, they're the CEOs of it. I'm just the artist on the label, but yeah, that's that's the label I'm I'm with, and uh, it's distributed through Asylum. Asylum's doing all the marketing, and promotion, putting everything behind it. You know, they got that machine they're putting behind it. That's who I put out my first album, uh, the People's Champ. I put that out with them.
1: That's what's up. Okay, so um. We we heard that you're like involved in a group also e- expensive taste. Are you still involved with that?
0: Yeah, definitely. My homeboy Travis Barker, he do all the production for it, and uh, me and my boy Skinhead Rob, we do all the rapping on there.
1: Oh, that's what's up. So y'all released the album under the uh, expensive taste?
0: Nah, we did a uh, we did a mixtape for it, but uh, we haven't released the album. Hopefully, eventually one day we'll we'll put out an album. But uh, he, Travis actually did uh he produced three songs on my new album. The one that's coming out in um in March, and um Skinhead Rob he's on there on a couple songs with me. But yeah, like I said, hopefully man, eventually we'll be able to put out an album. But right now, man, we just been doing our thing with the clothing line. We got a clothing line, expensive taste clothing. And uh, other than that, man, you know, still getting in there with Travis doing the production.
1: That's what's up. So what type of gear is uh that is, is the name of the clothing line? Expensive taste also.
0: Yeah, expensive taste. Our website is i got expensive dot com. It's all you know, street gear like T-shirts, you know, hoodies, hats, beanies, stuff like that.
1: Oh, okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. I like that. And um, we also had that um, you had some uh, positive words about uh, Barack Obama that you you spoke positively about him recently. Um, so how, how do you feel? What are you gonna be doing during the like the inauguration tomorrow and everything?
0: Man, you know, I, I ain't decided yet, man. I might go on, go on just hit this road and go on, go out there and see it live and five in person, man. Uh, so I don't know, I might be on the road driving out there, man, you know, everything's sold out, getting there, but uh, if I don't, man, we're going to be kicking back with the barbecue, man, we're going to have to fire up this pit, man, we're going to fire up the pit, pour up a cup, and just just kick back and chill and enjoy ourselves, because it's going to be a real a real international holiday, it's not a national holiday, it's an international holiday to see, you know, this boy come up in there and do his thing.
1: You know, all. Yeah, the whole thing is amazing to me, just watching and what's going on, just on television. We were supposed to go down there and cover it, but I'm like, we're not going to make it down there. There's millions of people trying to get down there. It's going to, it's going to be too crazy. i watch it on TV. <laughs> oh man, it's going to be ridiculous out there. <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, it's been, it's been like almost two years since you dropped your, uh, latest album. Um, what were you doing like in between that time?
0: Mostly just been on the road touring. I went out with, uh, Tech nine, mm-hmm. Tech nine, went out there and, uh, other than that, I did a solo tour, and I'm getting ready to go on the road again in uh, March.
1: So, okay.
0: for me, that's been the main thing, just been out there on the road touring.
1: Okay. So, like, international tours, like in, like, Europe and all that stuff, or just mainly in the U.S.?
0: Both. 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 We went international twice um, this last year. So, we had a lot of fun with it. Man, even going over there, man, that's the main thing. That's the first thing they talk about, too, is Barack. Everywhere we go, that's all they talk about is that Barack.
1: Wow. Wow, that's crazy. So you said um, your album's dropping in March. Is, is it it's called Fast Life?
0: Yeah, it's called The Fast Life. It comes out March 24th. We got some great producers on there, like my boy Travis Barker, Beans and Cornbread, Acom, mm-hmm. a song on there, my mm-hmm. boy X-File from Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Collaboration's off the chain. We got Young Jock, Gorilla Zoe, my H-Town homeboy Lil' Kiki, he's on there, Zero, Trey, I even got a song with uh, Akon on there, like I said, he, he produced a song, he's on there also, so man, the album is off the chain, man, just to see how far I've come lyrically, when I mean, we stepped it up, the subject matter is a little bit different, we enhanced it, so man, it's just, you can see how far I've come just as a person, as an adult, and even in my career in music, man, you can see just how far I've come, man, it's been a hell of a ride, I'm just, I'm just loving it, man.
1: Yeah, man, that's what's up, man. I could definitely see the growth in the, um, the lyrics and everything. Um, you got a you got a song called uh, Busybody, and um, it's, 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 that's about the ladies, right there, right?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So, um, is, is you being married and you dropping songs like that, like how does your wife feel about that?
0: And she's the motivation for it, man. She's the one who made me get up out there and do it. You know? Wow, I, I I love Webby, man. That's my boy. There, him and Mouse, Mouse produced it. He jumped on that last verse. I've been wanting to work with them for a while. Um and and my my girl she came up, my wife she came up with, you know, a, a lot of the inspiration for it, you know what
1: I'm saying? Oh, she, no. She
0: she over here making up dances for the song. Yeah, this is going to be the dance we're going to do.
1: <laughs> that's what's up. That's that's support right there. That's what you need.
0: Yeah, for sure, man.
1: <laughs> Definitely. So I also understand that you have a, a mass communications degree. So you have a you have a lot of artists out here that don't that don't really have a educational background. Do you feel that your educational background has helped you with your success?
0: Uh, well, I mean, I, I never really got my degree. I, I, I ended up going to University of Houston for three years. I never graduated though. Oh, okay. But I, I don't think you know what I learned in the classroom is what helped me. It's what I learned from the people going to school. I definitely think my college experience really helped mold me a little bit and who I become just seeing so many people from different walks of life. But like I said, I don't think it's you know what I learned in the classroom, it's what I learned from the
1: people at school. Okay. Oh, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Um, so you got the uh the grills. You still uh, doing the grills and all that, the jury the jury line and all of that stuff? Oh, that's a bet. You know that, man. <laughs> <laughs> so so how's how's that going with with the grills and everything? This has
0: been going great. Me and my boy Johnny Dane, we've been we came out with our own line of watches too.
1: Oh wow, that's great. Is that like start. a is it expensive line or is it like affordable line for like the, the people that's not like balling out of control like Paul Wall. Yeah we got
0: we got the recession control, we got that too.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, for the balls and we got the recession control. So yeah, we got a little bit of everything. We also uh we, we opened a new store up in the Galleria Mall in Houston. The Gallery—that's like the high-class mall where you see the Gucci store, Saks Fifth Avenue, all the stuff like that. Neiman Marcus, Versace got a store in there. So this, this is where all the top dog stores is at. Where everybody walking around in suit and ties, and here I come in here with some sagging jeans and t-shirt and grills in our we So we moved on up a little bit. Oh, that's what's up. I like
1: that. I like that. <laughs> Definitely. So um, just uh, back to the uh, the album. You got a song called "Girl Is On uh, Fire" with Akon, right? Yeah. Um, when when you did that song with Akon, were y'all guys actually in the studio going back and forth, or did you like send him the demo through the mail and you know? Because you know, like I hear from different artists when they work with producers, it's, it comes. From, everybody's so busy, it gets kind of crazy. So how did you How did that song come about?
0: That one, I think he might have been actually in China when he recorded his song. Wow. <laughs> And uh, he had an idea for it. and He told me he was like, "Say, hey, man, I got this song. It's gonna take me. It's gonna cross me over and take me to international greatness doing this song." You know, so I, he he really had me wired up when he told me about it. And then he said to me, man. He he came with it, so I ain't really had to do nothing but just lay my lay my parts down. You know what I'm saying? So, much love, much props to that boy Akon for that.
1: Wow. We we also know that you did a lot of work with Chameleon there in the past. Um, are you still working with him, and is he going to be on this next album?
0: We did a song together we just did not too long ago. Uh, it should be on a new album. It's called Diamonds Exposed. It's with the Chameleon Air and Lil Kiki.
1: You oh. can, everybody
0: can check it on myspace.com slash Paul Wall if they want to check it out. But that's the first time we recorded a song together in five or six years, and it's been a minute since we had worked together like that on a song. It was a lot of fun, man. It was a, it was a great thing. I'm I'm really glad we came together and to, to do that because we had our problems in the past a little bit. Uh-huh. I think a lot of people kind of blew it out of proportion, uh, just because we separated ourselves from each other for so long, mm-hmm. and even after we had kind of cleared up our little issues, we, I was busy doing my thing, busy doing his thing, but people still assumed, even though we said everything was all good, a lot of people mostly, I think, um, for the most part, they assumed that something really was wrong, where we really was tripping with each other and beefing and plexing with each other, but... We didn't have any problems with each other. We just, I'm just busy doing my thing. He's doing his thing. So I think um, when I, I did a remix for his song, Won't Let You Die, and then he came and jumped on this song with me, Diamonds Exposed, that really let people know that, man, we ain't playing, we ain't tripping at all. Since then, also, we have uh, performed on stage together once at TSU, Texas uh-huh. Southern here in Houston, and then another time at the Nos Magnificos 979 The Box Custom Car Show they do every year. We came out on stage together and did something. We shocked the crowd.
1: And, had a lot of fun doing it, too. Wow, that's what's up, man. Because uh, we don't, you know, like all of that, you know, negativity negativity in hip-hop right now, we don't really need that. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to sell some records because a lot of people's putting out albums, and it's really not catching the people like, you know, everybody would like it. Yeah, so. You know, it's, so um, what what producers do you, would you like to work with that you haven't worked with yet?
0: Oh, Definitely people like Dr. Dre. You know, he's the, the best of the best right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, Jermaine Free, I worked with him in the past, but every time I work with him, man, he just got that magic touch. I can't wait to work with him again. Uh, also, Travis Barker, I've worked with him several times, but he's like, to me, he's he's my favorite out there right now. So, I man, I, I can't wait to work with him again. I know I will soon. But there's so many up and coming producers out there, man. I get so many uh, beat CDs from different people. They random people send us beats in the, on, the, on the email. They find our emails out. Or we don't even know how and we get some beats from people, and they just. <laughs> So jamming though, sometimes that we like, damn, we don't even know how to contact these people back. Sometimes, man, but man, so it's, it's so many up and coming producers out there doing their thing, man. They just one hit away from, you know, mass superstardom, man. I, and I, I'm excited about working with those people. You know, the up and coming people.
1: Yeah, exactly. And they they come at a cheaper price too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they lying about that
1: because <laughs> I I know I know a lot of times some, some I've spoken to a lot of. You know, big artists like yourself, a lot of people, and they and they say, well, I don't know about paying $100,000 or $50,000 for this beat when I could go pay my friend five grand and it'll be a better beat, you know?
0: <laughs> hey, man, the up-and-coming producers, most of the time, they'll do it for free just because they want the exposure.
1: Exactly.
0: But also, though, you know, there's that star power when you team up with somebody. You know, Jermaine free man, like I said, every time I work with him, man, we hit his song, so... Sometimes it would be worth it, you know. That, that man, he, he charges a lot. He, of course, he showed me a lot of love, and I got to, I got to give him much props for that. Cause mm-hmm. he don't have to, I, I, you know. I don't. He don't owe me that love, you know. So it's much appreciated. He showed it to me, but still, when you see how much he charges people, man, he deserves it. But it's like, woo wee, it's a high ticket. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, I,
0: that, when you when you get people like Jermaine Dupree, man, that, he, that boy, he's so big, man. He's accomplished so much. And his reputation is so high that he deserves it, you know what I'm saying? And just doing a song with him, that really takes some people to the next level, and it really elevated me. I feel like when I I did Grills with him, that just, you know, to have me on the same song with Nelly, Jermaine Dupree, Ali, and Gibb all on the same song, I think that made my reputation grow a lot, just to be able to be on the same song with them, that that type of class of people. And then when I had Jermaine Dupree, like I said, he's man, he's expensive, but doing the song with him for my album – the I'm Throat song we did And having him in the video next to me all that, And you know we're boys But I mean just At the end of the day though When it comes to music When you have two artists like that On the same song together They really just I think it raised, it raised the bar for me You know Yeah so I, I feel like it's worth
1: it some, You know sometimes Absolutely man I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from Have you ever Like a, have you ever spit A couple of bars on somebody's song for free
0: I've done that definitely in the past man That's, mm-hmm. I mean I still do that sometimes if it's if it's one of my boys or if it's somebody I respect or somebody that I feel like they could, it could really help them out a lot, I'll definitely show them love like that. Oh, that's what's
1: up, man. That's what's up. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff in the news about the Notorious B.I.G. movie. What's what's a couple of words that come to mind when when I when I say the name Notorious B.I.G. Man, one of the greatest of all time. Wow. Okay. Definitely one of uh, the greatest of all time. You know, a lot of people say he is the greatest of all time. Wow. And is, do you think, like, he gets that title or he gets that much respect because he's not here? Do you think if he was here, people would appreciate him like that?
0: Man, it seems like that's the only way you get on the cover of magazines is if you die or go to jail.
1: <laughs> but
0: with the with Latouris Big, though, I mean, he was considered the greatest or one of the greatest when he was here, you know, before mm-hmm. he died. Mm-hmm. It was who's better, him or Pac, you know what I'm saying? So, And that's why they were both were here hmm but other than other than those two people i think for the most part a lot of times when people die or something happened to them that's when oh they were they were so good they were the greatest and this and that and some you know and of course it's great to have a, a great lasting memory of somebody like that and you want to give them their props but i feel like we should appreciate people and show them that, that kind of love while they're here instead of uh Bringing them down and talking trash about them and spreading rumors about people and tearing their reputation apart. You know, I feel like we should show them love while they're here.
1: Yeah, true, true, man. That's definitely true. But I get asked. Um, I go to a lot of events in city in New York City and with a, with a lot of up and coming talent, right? And one of the main questions that I get from a lot of this up and coming talent is, you know, what what really makes a a top level artist? So like, if you had to give you know these up and coming artists. Three basic examples of something. What makes a great MC? You know what what would that be? What What do you feel? What's the 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 element to make up a great that makes up a great MC? I think most up
0: and coming artists are a little bit confused.
1: Mm-hmm. They don't know
0: what they want or what direction they want to go into with their career. I mm-hmm. think first of all they got to sit down and evaluate what do they want out of their career. Mm-hmm. Is it, do they want to be the recognition, the notoriety, is that they want to be famous, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it they want the money. Mm-hmm. What, what do they want? Do you want a high – some people just want to go platinum. They want—they just want to go platinum, but they don't know that just because you go platinum, you might go with selling million records and steal the old record label money. You
1: yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Some people, they just want to get paid. They don't care how many records they sell. I, I, heard, I heard my boy told me – I don't know if it's true or not, but my boy told me that Ice Cube made more money off this last album he put out than he ever made off any album ever in his whole career, and he went platinum, double platinum, on several occasions. You know what I'm saying? And, and this last album, I think it just barely went gold. That's five hundred thousand records. If it did that, I don't, I really, I don't know. But if that's true, man, you know that, that's the hell of a statement right there. That man, I did this on my own on an independent album. I put this out, and I, I made more money on this album than I made on any album the rest of my career. Wow. And, if that's what you in it for, then you need to strive for that. If you want, if you in it for the paper, everybody say they in it for the paper, but that's just talk. You know, you got to really evaluate what do you want out of your career. And if that's what you want, if all you want is paper, then it's that's the easiest thing there is to get because all you got to do is go out there and sell CDs. You can do it hand in hand. Yeah. You, can, you sell them out your trunk if that's what you want. But then they say, oh, I want his money. I don't care about the fame. But how can I get on BT and MTV?
1: Yeah. yeah. That ain't
0: gonna get you no money. That's gonna cost you money. Because you got to pay for the video, you got to pay for people to promote it and market it right, and you know, stuff like, you know what I'm saying? So that ain't going to get you. I ain't got paid pay a dime from being on MTV at BET. You know what I'm
1: saying? Exactly.
0: They say, well, all I want is the money, but how can I get on the radio? Well, that don't, that don't get you paid because there's people with number one songs in the country that can't get no shows. Wow. You know? And this that, that is how it is, you know? That's just that's truth right there. So you, I think they got to sit back and evaluate what do they want out of their career. And they got to uh, strive for it and get their grind on. I think the grind is another thing that that a lot of artists lack is they lack their grind. They have a, a larger ego than they do grind,
1: mm-hmm. and they need
0: to in, in, increase their grind and go out there and get it and swallow their pride and
1: humble they and go get it. Mhm. That's what's up. That's coming from Paul Wall, people. So listen to that. Make sure you listen. That's a Grammy nominated artist right there. It's big, big dog style. <laughs> So thinking thinking back to when you actually like before any of this, you know, fame and stuff, like, what was the songs that you heard that actually motivated you and made you wanna get into it music? Like name just name a couple of songs that from back in the day that that you heard. Mostly U G K, Little
0: Fat pad a lot of the songs I heard from boys in Texas, because being in Texas is there were people that spoke my language and spoke about things that were relevant to me growing up. Like, when I turned on the TV, it was mostly East Coast kind of videos, East Coast style of rap, which was cool, but I couldn't really relate. Because they were talking in a language I didn't understand. You know, the slang is a little different on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the, the dress is a little different. You know, which is so I'm turning it on, I'm like, oh, that's tight. You know, they're dressing different, you know, damn. But I can't walk around like that with one of my pant legs raised up. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> You can't do that, you know. And, and then when I want to turn on the radio, and it's mostly West Coast music. You know what I'm saying? hmm And the same thing, you know. They talk about things that aren't relevant to me because I don't live on the West Coast. I live in Houston, Texas. So when I when I listen to the screw tapes, the DJ screw tapes, and I heard the UGK on there, and I heard you know all the the, the Houston bred artists like Lil Kiki or Zero or Big Pokey or Fat Pat, ESG, those kind of artists. They spoke the language I understood because it was a slang that I spoke, you know, that I grew up speaking. It was, you know, they, they talked about clothes and the style of dress that, that I wore my clothes and my my peers wore their clothes. They talked about riding in cars that, you know, we that I knew about, you know what I'm saying? So it really motivated me to want to do music and, I don't know, seeing what they could do. And, and when I when I started hearing like UGK and Lil' Kiki on the radio and I see how far they they had come from being from mixtape being on mixtapes to achieving the, the notoriety of being on the radio and getting they, getting a little bit more fame and go along with it. It was like, damn, man! Next thing you know, is the videos, and you you see a UGK video here and there. You yeah, they really didn't get a lot of video play back in the day, but you, we'd see a little bit of them here and there, and that just was motivation for me. Oh, okay,
1: that's what's up, man. That's 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 what's up right there. Um <clears throat> you have a um, a lot of artists that are, you know, like one of the concerns in like the music industry right now is record sales. So you have artists like Soldier Boy, who everybody was waiting for his album to drop. He dropped and he sold like 45,000 copies. So it's like, are you concerned with any, like record sales itself? Or how do you feel about the state of the music industry? And do you, do you think the Internet is to blame for anything like that?
0: Well, there's a positive... There's a positive effect to the internet too, you know, because it helps let you market your music and your videos, whatever, to mass media, mass amount of people Mm -hmm. you couldn't get from just being on the radio. Because on the radio, you got to go to every radio station in every city. Mm -hmm. And the internet, you put on YouTube, that's one channel that everybody can listen to. Everybody can go watch. Exactly. See, you know what's going on. But me personally. I think people put too much pressure on first week record sales, and I think the first week of the record sales is the least important week. We need to be worried about what what kind of records we selling twenty weeks from now. Mm-hmm. You know that's in my mind that's how it is, but everybody all they look at is the first week record sales. Mm-hmm. You know what they gonna sell the first week, but you have artists like Keisha Cole when she came out her first album she didn't sell jack her first record her first week. Mm-hmm. You know, selling 1.5 million because she went on tour and grinded and and hustled and got her record sales up. You know what I'm saying? And that's just what you got to do. You can't just worry about what you're going to sell the first week because that second week is a hell of a drop off. Yeah. Some people, they sell, you know, you might sell 900000 the first week, then the second week, you're going to sell 200000 mm-hmm. Well, hell, that's a hell of a big, huge percentage of drop off. You know, I don't want my drop off to be like that. I want to be consistent with it. We, whatever we sell the first week, that's cool. Let's grind. Let's in, improve. Let's increase these record sales. Let's travel. Let's market market this music. Market these CDs. Let's not give up on the project and go out there and work. I think so many people they scared. They gon' they lose a little bit, so they like, all right, well, let's just throw let's throw the tile in right now, call it quits, and move on to something else. They they too worried about a quick lick. Yeah. But that ain't how it worked. You see, long artists who have long long careers and longevity not just in hip-hop, but like rock artists, country artists, they go out there, they go on tour, and they don't stop. They come with a single, another single, another single, and they come with it. Mm-hmm. But in hip-hop, it's like you come with one single, one video, first week record sales, maybe get a second video, and that's it. Then you go on to the next album. But
1: yeah.
0: I-, I think we got to get our grind on. we got to go out there
1: and hustle and get it. Yeah, definitely. I think that... Probably for some, that that's a much easier job for an established artists like yourself. But then when it when it comes to an artist probably like Soldier Boy, you know who ha- who only has one album, it's it's probably more difficult for him because he doesn't really have that much control. You you probably have at this point in your career you you have a lot more control over you, you know the way things are distributed and. So- and you know.
0: Well, the last album, when I was on Atlantic, we didn't have hardly any control at
1: all, but okay. when we
0: renegotiated our contract and this album's coming out through Asylum, we got a little bit more control. But even then, it's not necessarily a good thing because sometimes, like, oh, man, I ain't going to lie, I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to, I just know how to get out there, I just know how to make music and just grind. But <laughs> I can't tell you, you know, I can't tell you, like, the marketing plan and all that, I don't know that, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. some people, they, they got 100% control, but they don't know what they're doing, you know what I'm saying? But... <laughs> But I feel like I'm I'm blessed to be around a bunch of people who know what they are doing. They take their job seriously. They believe in me. They you know enthusiastic about working with me. And you know so even then if I don't have control and they're in control that's cool because I feel like God put them in control for a reason because they know what they are doing. I see I don't know how to do all that. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, exactly.
0: That, that's cool. But but even then you know me honestly, man. If I sold forty five thousand records my first week, I'd be happy with that. Because I think, I think being on the side of them, it's like it's damn near like I'm independent. I'm making more money off of every record than I am when I was with Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? So if I if I sell forty five, if, if I sell total a hundred thousand records, man, that's cool with me. Because that's gonna be a, a ticket. I'm gonna get a million dollars from that.
1: Exactly. So you know what I'm exactly. saying? So that's
0: cool. I ain't got to sell. I ain't got to go out there and sell a million records. I ain't got to never go platinum again. Yeah. If I A hundred thousand up, man. I'm walking away with a ticket. That's cool. Yeah. That's a hell of that's a payday right there.
1: Definitely. That's shout out, shout like
0: out when to I say Asylum. like when, when Ice Cube say that when he made more money off this record, that's like encouraging to me to see man. That's what I'm talking about. Somebody in it, they in it for the money. They not worried about having a platinum plaque on their wall. They not worried about being able to say I sold more records and so and so. All that don't matter. They in it for the paper,
1: and that's what I'm talking about right there. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Shout out to Asylum, everybody over there. You know, Slim. And doing his thing. Do you know uh, Slim, Slim of One Twelve? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, uh, did you ever do a, a song or with, anything with Slim? Oh, uh, you know we got to do
0: that, man. That's my boy, though. We got to do that. Yeah, he he got some hot
1: joints out, man. Yeah, he, yeah, he damn sure so do. Yeah, man. We so we spoke to him uh, a little while ago too, so he's he's doing his thing, man. Definitely. Um, so it's like. Uh, another thing, like, um, what's going on now is, like, with the, the industry, the music industry, is a lot of people, the South kind of has it on lock, and a lot of people are saying, like, well, you know, in order to get signed to a record deal now, you got to be an artist from the South, because a lot of record labels saying that, you know, East Coast uh, hip-hop isn't selling. So, like, and how, do you, does that make any sense to you, or, like, just artists aren't making good music, that's why they're not getting signed?
0: Well, I mean, if you go to the South, you're going to see people from the South complaining about other things, you know what I'm saying? So people are always going to have some kind of complaint about things ain't going the way they want it to go. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think first and foremost, you got to be you. No matter where you're from or what you do, you got to be you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? And sometimes you got to recreate yourself, reinvent yourself, you know what I'm saying? Because after a while, you doing the same thing over and over and over again. You get stale, and if you're not getting it, uh, success and you're not getting the results you want, sometimes you need to go in and switch it up a little bit, but you always have to be you. You can't come out, you know, trying to do something or be somebody else because I don't think that's going to work at all. Yeah. And I think there's a man, there's a lot of talented artists on the East Coast and on the West Coast. And um, I, I don't think you got to be from the South to sell records. Right? I mean, we used to talking about Soldier but well, he's from the South, you know
1: what I'm
0: saying? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I don't think it's. That's I don't think that's it at all, man. I don't think that's it at all. But I think what it is is that New York is the you know the king of the media.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: L. A. is Hollywood. So mm-hmm. the South we ain't got nothing like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? We ain't got we ain't got no kind of media outlets like that. So it's just been like an untapped paradise for so long where you got artists who've had careers for a long time, independent and in the southern region to where when they finally get a hit or they finally get something that brings them to the national level, everybody on the on the globe is like, damn, where you been? But they don't know these artists have been grinding for years, putting out albums for years, you know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it, it ain't come overnight, you know what I'm saying? Like, like for me personally, man, especially, man, this ain't come overnight at all, man. It's 2009 now. I've been doing this since 1998 when I, when I first got on the mixtape with Michael Watts. Exactly, 11 years in the game. Yeah, so this is, I mean, I've been grinding with it for a long time. And I started off at the very, very bottom, passing out flyers, putting up posters, putting stickers on electric boxes and putting stickers on cop cars and getting arrested and running from the police, stuff like, you know, just from doing, promoting, from (laughs) promoting other artists who I never even met before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Started off at the very, very bottom. So, I mean, I think, I think on average, artists got to do that. You got to go in no matter where you're from. You got to go in, and I don't think you got to be from the South to grind. Mm-hmm. And I know it's, there's plenty of talented artists on the East Coast, mm-hmm. on the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. But if they ain't getting a record deal, that's cool. Because mm-hmm. me personally, man, I, we we got a record deal, but we talk about it all the time. Man, if we lost our record deal, that would be a blessing from God because then we'd have 100% control. We'd get 100% of the money. We'd <laughs> go out there and grind and get another record deal.
1: <laughs> I mean, a bit of.
0: Look at it. The be- the benefit of being with a, a major record label is that they have the machine to put behind you. They have the resources to take you to another level,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: at the same time, that don't mean you're gonna get you a
1: nice paycheck. Wow, wow, that's true. That's true. So wise words. <laughs> so um, I know I know you 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 doing your thing and you're busy. So um, we're not gonna hold you off for too much longer. But I got I do have another question, like. During your career, like from from when you started, at what what day, or, or what did you what did it feel like the day that you realized that you was actually successful artist and you were Paul Wall? Like what happened that day when you realized it? Like did you hear it on the radio or something like that, or what what was that situation like?
0: Well, there's
1: coming up as an independent artist. hmm
0: It's a little different, you know what I'm saying? But I think when we did our song "Still Tipping." And we performed it on 106 and Park with Free and AJ back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being backstage and me and Slim Thug just kind of like smiling at each other like, damn, man, we done made it, man. We on BET, we on 106 and Park, man, we done made it. Because that's something that we always wanted. But, you know, how the hell are we going to get on there? We just some boys from the hood who talk about swangers and Cadillacs and sip and surf. You know, the world, We, I mean, me personally, I never thought the world would accept us or our style of music. So just the fact that it did, and it we made it to be on 106 and Park was a hell of a an accomplishment. And at that point, I really felt like, man, we on 106 and Park right now, about to perform. Man, we done made it, man. Wow,
1: wow. I I I love those stories, man. Those those stories, like when they people really realize, like, wow, I've I've grinded, I've worked hard, and now I'm sitting here, I'm reaping the benefits of my hard work.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Wow. So we got we just we we just talked to Paul Wall, man. He's he's told us about his album dropping in March called The Fast Life. He got Akon on there. He got uh Chameleon Air on there, correct? Yes sir. And a whole bunch of uh other great producers and um make sure y'all go out there and cop that. You know what I'm saying? You can reach him wwwmyspacecom Wall. And uh, do you check your MySpace, or you got, like, people checking that up for you?
0: I, I get on there every now and then, you know, to update it, but, man, I don't, I'll never be on there looking at no messages. <laughs> so many people out there that's mad at me and hate my guts because I ain't respond back to them or I ain't accept them as a friend. People are, <laughs> man, they, 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 they so people call me all the time, so mad at me, man, why won't you accept me as a friend? But they just don't know, man. My grinding right now ain't on the Internet. My grinding is in the streets with the people, but that's just a different grind. And on occasion I'll get on there on the Internet, but, hey, man, please, everybody listening, please don't be mad at me if I don't respond back to y'all on my space. Come holler at me in person, and you see me, and you'll see that there ain't no, I ain't tripping at all, man. I don't mean no hard feelings if I ain't respond back to you <laughs> on my space. It's just that I got, you know, I'm getting 10,000 messages a day, and I can't respond back to everybody. Even if I respond back to 1,000 messages a day, yeah. it's going to be 1,000 people that hate my guts because I ain't hit
1: them back. I can imagine how many messages you get, man. Like, I get a lot. Like, so I can imagine you. So, like, people, don't get mad. He, he he's not on there like crazy he's not checking his messages so don't don't be mad at him but 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 hit him but check out the mindspace cuz he got some good music up there you could check out his his latest music with Acon you could check out the Busy Body track which is a, is one of my favorite joints so make sure y'all check that and yo thanks for thanks for coming on the show man
0: yeah for sure yeah we all we always updated though me personally me and one of my homeboys and you know people from Asylum, the too they always we, we all between all three of us we always updated on a regular basis with new pictures, new video, new contests, new whatever, new music. So you got to check it out and check it out on a regular basis because we're always updating it. Uh, but yeah, man, thank you for having me, man. Much love. It's been been a
1: pleasure. Man, we appreciate it, man. And and, con- and congratulations on the new album. And we got the inauguration tomorrow. And we got it's, it's 2009. and It's gonna be a crazy year. It's gonna be a great year for music too. Yeah, for sure. That's a bet. <laughs> All right, man. Take care. And um, yo, if you got anything else you want to talk to us about, you know, you can just call us up, man, and, and, and just chit chat, and you know, and you know, do whatever you gotta do. All right, cool for sure. All right, man. It's a bit, baby. Have a good night, man.
0: Thank you, dog. Later.